started with you know four or five people and now grew to 400 and then now we built a physical home for that community. I would suggest like creating a meetup group and really getting the community to work together and build it out. And that's what really gets the community exciting because they're they're involved. They feel a part of this movement. And that's important. You want you want a lot of feedback. I mean you're building a community is what you're building. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. My name is Jason Zenger, and this is Making Chips, where we equip and inspire manufacturing leaders. And I'm here in the studio with my good friend and co-host, Jim Carr. How you doing, Jim? I'm great. I'm great. great. It's Friday, and I'm, I'm feeling really good. It is Friday. It, right. It's it, sunny out. It's Mother's Day weekend, and I think I'm going to have a little bit of downtime over the weekend. How about you? Going to see um, your mom? I of course I'm going to see my mom. Okay. I'm going to um, take my wife out for a very nice brunch, and then I'm going to um, later on go see my mother. And yeah, it'll be good. a good weekend. You're very good to your wife. Thank I'm you. I'm glad my wife doesn't listen to the show because she's going to get jealous by all the nice things you do for yours. <laughs> I have some special stuff planned. Good special I brunch reservations. I still got to get. I still got to run out and get a card real quick. They're probably going to be all sold out. Bad. Yeah, bad. I know. I know. I actually made a reservation at one of our favorite places, GT Fish and Oyster. Which nice. I recommend if anybody's going to IMTS, they should definitely check out that place. It's, it's a good restaurant. I know. Been there a few times yeah, myself. Absolutely. And, uh, it's. It's. I think it's in my top five. I think it might be there. I think yeah. it is. It is. So that's a good segue into uh, IMTS. Yes. Uh, it's coming up uh, September 12th through September 17th, right downtown Chicago at McCormick Place. I think it's at all east, west, north, and south buildings this year. Yeah, and we're going to be doing something just outside of those big buildings, aren't we? We are. What are we doing? I don't know. You tell me. You, why don't you lead it, Jason? We're, we're actually going to be doing, on Tuesday, September 13th, we're actually going to be doing oh, a, that. Yeah. a mastermind series, which uh, is codename Make and Elevate. And then we're also doing a, <laughs> uh, a workshop on September 14th. So it's going to be a good week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exhausting. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be... I'm looking forward to it. Just to reiterate, we are planning to full day workshops. One is going to be a mastermind series where there's going to be about six to eight people present. We're going to do like a high level executive presidential forum. Um, it'll be all day. One person's going to be in the hot seat for a significant amount of time and we're all going to try and answer and solve their problems. Next day is uh, Wednesday, September 14th and we're going to have a how many people do you think are going to be in that uh, workshop, Jason? What do um, you see? I think we're slating about 30 people. Yeah. And we're going to bring in some of your favorite Making Chips VIP guests to f- help us facilitate that day, ask them any uh, relevant questions they may have, maybe do a little bit bigger, deeper dive into what they talked about on the show when they were here as a guest. Yeah. In a, in a nutshell, basically what it's going to be is we're going to take the concepts from certain episodes of the show and we're going to make them actionable so that you're going to leave that workshop saying, wow, I just did the work 
that they talked about on this show, and I'm going to bring it back to my company, and we're going to put this thing into action. They'll have something tangible to walk away exactly. with at the end of that. Uh, because thing. sometimes you know you you listen to you maybe listen to making chips, or you listen to you know some other um, resource, but you you're like that's a great idea, but then you never actually do anything about it. So we're going to actually make sure that people sit down and they do the work, and they get we're going to sit on them until they actually exactly. get it done, right? Yeah. Until they fill out all of it, they yep. got to get done. Like you said. It's going to be a busy week, but I am really looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be there all week, as a matter of fact. A part of that process is we're going to, uh, IMTS has sponsored us, and we're going to be doing live broadcasts from McCormick Place. Yes, we are. It's going to be huge. We're going to be right in the, in the throes of all the action. And they, and they actually put together, for people that are outside of Chicago, they actually put together like some great resources for people that are visiting, right? Absolutely. Um, they've got on their website, imts.com. You can go to imts.com forward slash show forward slash Chicago. And there's video content there that they can look at showing all the great resources Chicago has to offer. And as, as Jason and I have uh, said before on the show, you know, being that we're native Chicagoans, we certainly can vet that Chicago is one of the best places in the world it's to live. It's a great place and, to live, and it's a great place to visit. Absolutely. So we're gonna, You said that we're going to be on those videos eventually, right? Well, that's what, uh, that's I think what they tell us. I think that's what's going what's to happen. I think they should. Because I think we can bring a lot of charisma and we can bring our own um, vibe to that particular uh, TV. You episode. speak very highly of yourself. Well, I mean, I I know I know what we can do. You know, we just got to do it, right? Just, you got to be confident, I'm just, man. I'm just giving you you got to be confident. I'm just giving you the business for calling yourself charismatic. <laughs> you know, well, I like, you, you, know you, you know, I like. I, well, you know, I just like to. I like to raz you. I know, all the time, I know, and I that's okay. You can. So don't forget, uh, again, imts.com. Go there now. Register now. There's a link to hotels that are collaborative. There's their special rates for all the people that are attending. I would highly recommend going and doing that now because the city is going to yeah, be Yeah, there's going to be a quarter of a million people visiting the city for IMTS. So these things are going to sell out. Reservations at restaurants are going to go away. So do it now and register. So you want to share with uh, the Metalworking Nation some of our business news? I don't know if you have any Zenger's news or car news, but we have some Making Chips news about our yes. new studio. Yeah, that is very exciting. Yeah. So we're going to be finally moving forward with building our own studio. So enough of this um, traveling studio, studio in a um, studio in a box stuff. Thanks to our sponsors, we're going to actually be building out our own studio with and video content. Yeah, we're they'll gonna, be able to see us. Yeah, we're going to do video. We're going to you know just have we're going to kind of step it up as far as the uh, the quality of the audio. It's just going to be a, a lot better experience for us. It's going to be less taxing for us. So yes, we, we yeah. definitely need to be less taxing. Mm -hmm. They'll be able to see my hands flailing in exactly. the air, right? Instead of hitting the mic, yeah, they're gonna be able to see Ryan and and, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the guest. So anyway, um, that brings us to um, the meat and potatoes of the show today. We've got a great guest. He is so cool. I'm so glad uh, we were introduced to him. Uh, I think it's been about a year now, right? Didn't Patricia Miller? Yeah, Patricia us Miller, to, another um, uh, guest on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So why don't you go ahead and introduce Bill to all the listeners out there, and then we'll go and start hearing about what uh, Bill has done and how he's built him his company up. Yeah, so we have with us today Bill Finup, who is the founder and president of Catalyze Chicago. Basically, what, what Catalyze Chicago is, is it is a, a place for entrepreneurs in the maker 
space or the manufacturing industry to get a jump start to bringing their products to the market. Well said, Jason. I think and, so. Yeah, and Bill, um, Bill is obviously Catalyze Chicago. They're here in Chicago. Bill was born and raised in St. Louis. That's actually the only other city that I ever lived in besides Chicago, uh, where I went to school. And Bill has his um, his bachelor's and his master's in mechanical engineering from MIT, which is the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. So that's quite the impressive school that he went to. So welcome, Bill. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank- great, great yeah, to welcome have you here, to Chicago. Bill. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> you, you got You're it. Welcome, pleasure to have you. So, did I describe Catalyze Chicago correctly? Yes. Yeah. Is there anything so you can elaborate? I, I on describe that? it as an incubator and co-working space for entrepreneurs that are developing and manufacturing products. Okay. And and you also um, one of the the kind of the funny interesting things is that. Um, you you instantly had a fan actually at making chips oh, yeah. when <laughs> when <laughs> we went, when we first went to your place because um, why don't you describe Ryan was like enamored with um, <laughs> with, the with some of the work work yeah. that you did so yeah. tell us about that yeah what was that again yeah, yeah. so uh, we've got about eight thousand square feet in the West Loop and we've got a number of installations in the space to excite other entrepreneurs and makers to build you know and sure. manufacture things. Um, and a couple of those, you know, I, I was internet famous, we'll call it, for this ketchup dispensing robot. Um, and it's uh, a little ketchup bottle, you know, remote control on roller skates. It, it kind of rolls up to your plate. It's got these arms that wind up, and then it shoots ketchup onto your French fries. How can people search for that? So if you Google ketchup crapper or the automato. <laughs> Um, the automato yeah. that's what Ryan recognized it as. So yeah. it's, it's been on Martha Stewart. It was on the Jay Leno show, Conan <laughs> O'Brien, uh, Tosh.0. Uh, it's kind of been all over. We've had How many millions of hits? probably 20 million views. 20 million over, views. Wow. Over yeah. four or five different videos that, you know, have sprinkled on the internet. That so. would be internet famous. Yeah. That <laughs> that's would be great. internet famous. That's pretty cool. That's great. So I have a question because we're talking about the cool stuff that you've done before we get into Catalyze Chicago. I, when I was uh, doing my research uh, about you today on your LinkedIn profile, you have uh, something about the biopsy needle yeah, uh, that, yeah. that you have patented already. Right. Tell, so, tell me about how that came about. Yeah, so this was a project that started at, uh, at MIT. It was a you know, graduate student class. And uh, what they did is they partnered us up with doctors at Mass General Hospital and we were trying to solve industry-related problems. Um, and one of the problems was, you know, in taking a tissue biopsy, it's very difficult to get the right consistency of a sample. And so the goal was to, to design, invent, and prototype a new needle that is more effective at, at getting a consistent sample of tissue. And I think the kind of the innovation here was that, that we laser etched these flexures into a very small needle. And then uh, they, they bend forward. And so when you, uh, when you take a sample, you basically stab you know, the needle through some tissue. And when you retract the needle, the flexors grab the tissue and pull it out. Um, you know, I can actually vouch firsthand about the importance of something like that because my wife had to have a biopsy of some tissue and yeah. she went through incredible pain um, because they couldn't biopsy her skin correctly. And so that I'm sure she would have been, you know, love to have had that yeah. help, you know. And this is specific to like core samples. So it's right. like when you, you know, drill a hole through a tree to, you know, kind of pull out a sample. Yeah. Right. It's a similar type of operation where they... They, you know, take a core, you know, sample of tissue, and this needle is is much more effective at at pulling out that sample. Okay, so so that started at MIT, and yep. then 
And then, so, I mean, it was just a, it was just a class project. So, I mean, MIT is great. They have a technology licensing office that helped transition and commercialize that technology. Um, so for me, it was just a one class project, but then, you know, we had a team of, of five on that project and, uh, Stacy, you know, one of the grad students there chose to take it on for her PhD thesis. Very work. cool. Nice. So this is the type of thing where you want to, you want to inspire and help other people equip them, um, in order to take these ideas and br actually bring them to market. Is, exactly. that, is that kind of the yeah. point of Catalyze? Yeah. And, and really Catalyze formed because of the struggles that I had as an entrepreneur trying to build products. Okay. So after MIT, um, I worked at IDEO in Insight Product Development. And these are product development firms. They do consulting work. I focused a lot on medical devices when I was at uh, both Insight and IDEO. But then, you know, I was, I was there for about seven years and I wanted to become an entrepreneur after developing these products. But it was such a struggle after I left. You know, I was in my apartment alone with no resources. I had a Dremel and I was in, you know, my apartment trying to, to, to make a, a product. It's actually a, it's called the EcoFern and it makes your furnace a bit more efficient by throttling gas going in when you don't need as much heat. And this was something that a couple of buddies of mine tried to make in, in my kitchen in an apartment. Oh, no. And yeah, it was, it was, it was terrible because we, we really just, we had no way to prototype and iterate, you know, as part of the product development process. And I didn't have the other skill sets that I had at IDEO or Insight product development. Um, you know, I had to learn how to do program a circuit board, lay out, um, create Gerber files so I could lay out a PCB and then program that. And there's a lot of skills in electrical engineering that I didn't have as a mechanical engineer. So there were so many challenges that we had and then trying to find a manufacturer who would take a chance on a startup producing a low volume run is difficult. Right. So that was the whole catalyst for Catalyze, right? You you found yourself in a situation, it seems like you're, 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 you weren't happy in your career doing what you were doing in product development. And you want you had a problem finding resources to get things manufactured. So you right. must have seen a void in that space where well, you said, "Yeah." So I was very happy developing products and doing the consulting work. Okay. I, I love that and enjoy it. Okay. But I wanted to see see more of the upside and and starting a company or taking an idea to market all the way through. Okay. Um, and so you know, I uh, tried to do that myself. I was spinning my wheels for probably about a year and a half. And noticed that I needed resources that I had at MIT, that I had, you know, inside product development. I had a whole machine shop at these product development firms and ha had access to all the mentors, my boss, and other disciplines, you know. Mm -hmm. So you need, you need more than just mechanical engineering skills to develop a product. Yeah, you could, you could go into that, <laughs> that machine shop and yeah. you could make a tweak to whatever that product was in order to throttle that furnace differently and right. say, oh, yeah, that does work. And then exactly. know, go back to the drawing board. Yeah. So it's a very, product development is a very iterative process. And not having, you know, having the tools is, is step one, but also, you know, the other skill sets that you need not only to develop the product and manufacture it, but to run a, a whole company. There's marketing, there's sales. You know, <laughs> Tell I'm, me about it. I, yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's tough, this. man. Yeah. It, I always say that, you know, the, the skills that are my father used to have to run a business are not the skills that you need nowadays. It's completely different. You need, you need 300% more skill sets to run a business nowadays than you did, you know, yeah. 30, 40 years that. ago. Either that or you need to hire the right people in those uh, disciplines to help you with it. That's true. Yes, you know? I, yes you're right, Jason. So, so 
bring us uh, bring us in a, a, a quick timeline and in how so how long has Catalyze been an sure. organization because it is a dot org. Yes, so we've been uh, we've been open since February seventeenth, two thousand fourteen. Okay, so a little over two years. Okay. Um, and you know, we founded the corporation back in August of 2013 as a nonprofit 501c3. The initial strategy was, well, let's go out and raise $4 million and build this huge, you know, incubator. Right. Uh, and it's tough when, when you're just pitching a vision and, you know, I had, I had a whole lot of advisors. Zach Kaplan was, you know, one of, one of my, uh, earliest advisors and he's like, Bill, just go out and build it, you know, just do it, just start something. Start it from just the garage start it, and right. build from there. Yeah, exactly. So we found this location at 650 West Lake Street uh, that was kind enough to give us month-to-month rent. And we okay. started with 2,000. Short term. Yeah, 2,500 square feet. Uh, That's small. F- it was small. Yeah. And we had, you know, in within six weeks, we had 14 members. And those 14 actually paid for the lease. So we sort of were, were sustainable within, you know, a matter of weeks and what and, kind of equipment did you have at that so, point? So, I mean, it's all kind of equipment that the founders brought to the table, you right. know. And then we we go on auctions, and we ended up getting, um, you know, Bridgeport knee mill. Uh, we've got a laser cutter now, a high power. Cool. Well, it's 150 watts. It's got a four foot by three foot bed. Okay. You, know, you can do wood. You can do plastics. And we've got a you know a couple 3D printers. Um, but after five months of being open there, we expanded downstairs so now we're now we're on two floors we expanded we grew to six thousand square feet beautiful and then just three months after that we expanded again and now uh, to a unit on the third floor so now we're on all three floors and uh we've got you're lucky that space was available yeah i know so we were trying to grow into the building and and our growth was so rapid that the landlord was like whoa hold on you you better slow down because now you have 10 percent of our building you know we don't want you to grow out of this space uh, so we got 8,000 square feet, um, and it's a mixed use. So we've got uh, a number of, you know, co-working environments. We've got private desks. Um, you know, we have a, a private office environment on the third floor. We've got conference rooms. Yeah, so know, if I'm space. an inventor, I can go, I could be a member at, at Catalyze, and I can actually just sit down and work, or mm-hmm. I can sit at the, the bridge port and make yeah. some parts and yeah, make so some modifications. The machine shop's on the second floor, so we're isolating the dust and kind of the noise. Of course. Um, and we've got about 2,500 square feet there, um, you know, with 3D printers, laser cutters. We have a small CNC machine. Uh, we've got an electronics lab. And we're starting to build out a textiles factory as well. And then uh, we just recently got some, we got a TIG and a MIG welder nice. and started teaching welding classes. Cool. What do, Bill, what does a member persona look like? I, give let, us let, an let idea. Let me give you, me yeah. give you a scenario. Okay, I just came up with this great invention for this new fastener that I think is going to be just the, the greatest thing out there and it's going to, you know, revolutionize the way that this certain type of fastener works. Sure. And I'm I'm like I need to start producing this thing. I need help with marketing. I need help with starting up a business. Where you know, where yeah. would I start with you? So generally, you know, I get probably twice a week I get someone like yourself coming in with an idea. Right. And some of the ideas are fantastic. Others, you know, you have to vet those out. Yeah, I, well, you you got to tell right, them the bad right. news. That's so not so good. You know what? But I make them I make them work to discover that it's bad news. And sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes they prove that there is a market for this idea. They've got customers willing to buy it. Um, but, you know, I want them to do the research on, you know, first identify the target market for your product. And then are you solving their needs? Is there a real problem that they're willing? Are they willing to pay for this solution? You know, so we, we have these discussions and sometimes they find out that their idea is great, but the advice they got from these 
target market potential customers tweaked it into a new and better idea right so once once they have that and i want i want to make sure that there's a sort of a business behind this rather than just developing a product after you develop the product you, you now you're you're running a business Right. You're not just it's, making a product, right? Exactly. Running a business is completely different from making a product. Right. And so we do both, right? right? So we, you know, we want them to think about the financial model, the business model, what they're going to sell this for, what what is the marketing willing to bear for this solution. And you're doing all of this during like a interview process before they Yeah, so members. this is generally the first they come in, you maybe we give them a tour of Catalyze, we sit down with them. We want to make sure that we can provide value before they sign up as a member. And then we go through that discussion, and then uh, from there, you know, once they've identified kind of the functional requirements of the product, then we, you know, we help them through the product development process, and that's a whole, you know, process full of iteration, sure. prototyping, and finally leads up to manufacturing. Okay, so so when the manufacturing comes into play, you, you you're you're set up in order to like manufacture prototypes, so I can get out there and make you know different iterations of of this fastener. You know, you're not doing production work or anything. Correct. Like that there. Yeah. So right now we've got lim- a limited amount of facilities, so we don't do manufacturing on site yet. Hopefully, in the in the near future, we will be offering some you know limited run. You know, building the first five hundred to five thousand of a product on site. Um, but right now, just the you know the limited resources that we have. Yeah, we you could focus. kill your resources with that. Yeah, you don't want someone manufacturing you know chopped cheese on the laser cutter. No, you know? right, exactly, right. And it would t- it would take too long, and it would right. it would clog up your production there, and you would, no one would be able to use it. And that's not exactly. What the, that's so not what the, you know, we've got a uh, you know a large and growing network of local manufacturers mm-hmm. that we use to help our entrepreneurs scale. Okay, sure. so you're going to connect them with the people or the man- in the manufacturing companies that um, probably a lot of the the people that are part of the metalworking nation to manufacture that product once they're ready to do that. Exactly, you know, and, and we we also guide our small businesses at Catalyze on how to communicate with the manufacturer because a lot of times it it may be their first time getting into this process. Well, th- th- a lot of them are probably shop people, you know, or or people that just have no business savvy. They mm-hmm. don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to talk they don't know what questions to ask you know they don't know you know if a manufacturer has the right processes and you know certain manufacturers like to work at certain volumes um so you know we we try to partner them with a manufacturer that would be a good fit very cool um so what what does a membership cost or is it tiered or or i'm you know I was going to ask you that question eventually because it's it's kind of an interesting concept. So so how how is the the membership fees mm-hmm. structured? Yeah, so we we offer several different types of memberships because you know a lot of our members are working full time at their day job, right. but then just want nights and weekends access. So the first package is you know you get access to the machine shop and it's seventy five dollars per month, um, and then if you want twenty four hour access, it's one hundred and fifty dollars. And then if you're interested in the kind of the office and the desk, you know, environment, um, there's a 225 package that gets you 24 hour access to both the office and the machine shop. And then uh, there's a dedicated desk option for $350 a month. So you, you get a, you know, anytime a, they come in, they're sitting at the same spot every time. Yeah. So you okay. can set up a monitor, your workstation, you can leave stuff, you know, overnight. Uh, okay. And then you get 24 hour access to the whole facility. I, you know, I, I think from what you're telling me and what I'm gathering in my head that 
I think it's the networking aspect that's really the strength behind You're your right. business model, Bill, because that, you know, anybody can go and find a machine and do that, but I think the fact that you're there talking to you, uh, sharing business savvy and business experiences with others Mm -hmm. is going to guide that new entrepreneur in the right direction. Yeah, that's a great point. There's probably like an energy there of people that are creating new products yep. and you know bouncing ideas off of each other and you know, yeah, you guys like are that. so right. And initially, I thought it was going to be the tools and the equipment and the machines that attracted the people. That is not the case. The biggest value is really sitting with other engineers, and there are mechanical engineers, electrical engineers industrial designers, their software, firmware. And they probably come in sales. by you just to chew the fat yeah, and have and a cup of coffee and talk to other people. Sounds like the hardware store. Such a great environment because you hear people shouting solutions to problems that other teams are having. I bet. You know? right. uh, so it's very collaborative. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we throw ideas back and forth and, you know, cause not all teams have all the skills that it takes. So, you know, I sit next to uh, an electrical engineer and an industrial designer. And those are perfect skills for a mechanical engineer like myself to have just an arm's reach away. So you get all that experience. And there are people in different stages. So there are some people that are raising maybe a Series B round. um, And there are others that are launching a crowdfunding campaign on Mm -hmm. Indiegogo or Kickstarter. So I think it's, it's amazing to have all that experience and that community and that network and the investors and the manufacturers and even the universities are coming in to, you know, to create this, this atmosphere of innovation. One of the questions I had for you is, because we're sitting right across the street from the Merchandise Mart, mm-hmm. I know that the 1871 is in there right now. How, and I've heard, I've heard some things about that yep. incubator space. How does the 1871 differ from what Catalyze sure. is doing? So 1871, first of all, 1871 is amazing and was really the inspiration of building Catalyze, you know, the, to see all their success. Were you part of 1871? So, no, at one? no. Okay. So okay. 1871 focuses in web development software, the digital world. Digital startups. Digital okay. startups. Digital, so okay. they could be apps, they could be software as a service, um, but they don't do any, manu- there, there's no products or any, there's no physical Tangible uh, stuff. Tangible products yeah, coming out of that space. Okay. So uh, the other thing, too, is that I think is really interesting is the people that are involved in Catalyze. Like you have players, people that are investors that are sure. in. How many different investors and, and how, how does... how. How is that structured? Yeah, so... So I, you're the president and founder yep. and CEO. So I think there's a, there's a number of things to say with that point. I mean, we're, we're a nonprofit, public charity, 501c3 organization. So initially to kick things off in the organization, the founders you know, gave a loan, just $140,000 to, to kick this thing off. Um, you know, and then we do have a, a large investment community that comes into the space and looks at you know, some of the inventions coming out, some of the teams. Oh. Um, and so they, you know, we don't get involved in investing in the members, but that's where we pull in, you know, like Hyde Park Angels, um, you know, Chicago Ventures and, and some of the local uh, angel and venture capitalists will come through and um, invest in some of the member companies. Like angel investors, is that yeah, what, you, so, what you're talking about? Right, right. So It almost it, sounds like a mini shark tank in a way. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, our members had a lot of success. Just in the first two years, they raised $21 million. Holy wow, God, that's, great. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you awesome. actually have a network of investors that you call when there's a product that's yeah. ready to... And you no, know, we, we talk to the investors and see kind of what categories they like to invest in. 
And then, you know, when opportunities come along, we'll, you know, we'll say, hey, you know, check out this pitch deck, give us some feedback. How many different investors do you have right now? I would say, you know, it's 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 growing about I, probably probably a dozen different angel, you know, communities. So we're, we're okay. talking communities okay. that, that are interested and uh, roped into the. To and the what in, what does that mix look like with regards to industry specific? So I mean, there's our our focus is a lot of IoT, so intelligent connected devices, um, you know, connected home, connected car. Um, we see a lot in you know energy and transportation, health and nutrition, um, some robotics. Where we're going to get into that's a huge one nowadays. Um, you know, the, we had a two members join in the past month that are um, working on aerial vehicles or you know drones, uh, mostly in the agricultural business, so they can look at crops and see you know selectively fertilize where you know where need be. Mm-hmm. So we got with all that success. It's just it's incredible. So where where are you going? I mean, what what, what does the future look like? What, I I know knowing you, you've got a vision for mm-hmm. your company and your future. Yeah. Um. So what does it look like? What, right. What's a snapshot of your future yeah. look so like? So we're we're looking to scale. I mean, we just think of this as a prototype. You know, the past two years have really been a prototype of what's yet to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be making an announcement of. Uh, a really exciting announcement coming up in about two months about an expansion. The next uh, vision of the, the company. The next vision that will, pri- will, will provide 10 to 100 times more value to these entrepreneurs. Great. And really pulling in the manufacturing community, uh, the industries, because we want industry-backed needs that entrepreneurs are working on, as well as universities, you know, and, and really scaling our mentorship program and having access to a lot more tools and equipment. Cool. Great. That We'd love to talk about that once that I time know. comes. I yeah. definitely have no, to have I'm, you back I'm, on. It I'm sounds, really excited about this. You should be. It sounds like it's going to be, it sounds like it's a great idea. So do you think that this type of model is something that is, th- this is very much a, a regional model. Yep. Um, is this the type of thing that you think should be in every metro area every, out there? Every city. Okay. So if somebody, you know, maybe there's a, a manufacturing leader out there that owns a company in, in, you know, maybe one of our friends in, you know, say Jackson, Michigan, and he says, I want to start up a maker space to, you know, help breed the next generation of, of inventors and in manufacturing companies. What, how would he, how would he start something in, in like a community like that? Yeah. So the way we started Catalyze, it was so, you know, grassroots community. Actually, there's a, another community in Chicago that was the base of our membership and that's, um, maker biz. And it's a group of makers in Chicago that are also running a business. And there's about 350, maybe 400 members that meet once a month. Um, there's also a very intense online community with five to 10 emails every day going back and forth. Um, and, you know, they're helping each other out, either locate manufacturers or helping with crowdfunding campaign launch advice, um, figuring out how to get more followers on YouTube or, you know, more followers on Twitter. Um, just little tips and, you know, really like dealing with distribution chains, suppliers, all the problems that entrepreneurs have. So, that that group, it change, it, those, those problems change on a daily basis too. Yeah, let me tell you. Right, right. And that group never had a home, but I think it was a good base and a foundation. So I would start, you know, and these things can start out of a meetup group or you know, say you have an Eventbrite where you get people interested in manufacturing and developing products. And then you know, it started with you know four or five people and now grew to four hundred. And then 
now we built a physical home for that community. Um, so I think that's, that's one way to do it. Other ways are kind of to look at some of the resources that are currently out there, like a tech shop, you know, it's, so it's a, it's a, um, you can pay for a membership and have access to shared tools and equipment. But you, you feel that, um, catalyze is a step above, like just a regular maker space. And a yeah. Tech shop. So yeah, is it think, a maker space and tech shop. That'd be the same thing. Well, so we classify ourselves more as a, prof- a professional maker space where people are launching businesses. Right. Rather than going in and making a chair or working on some furniture, we want there to be some business intent behind Mm -hmm. what's being developed. And we want those ideas coming from industry who who are leading in, you know, what what should be the next product. Right. Or commercializing research coming out of universities. So I I guess it's a bit more of a professional environment. But, you know, maker spaces and, and places like Tech Shop also bring a lot of value to the table. Um, and you see these makerspaces popping up, you know, and in, in, uh, the Harold Washington Library is um, is a good example of... What's going on over there? So they've got a room, um, probably about maybe 2,000 square feet, where they've got several 3D printers. They've got some CNC equipment. Really? Yeah. Um, so they have... Who are a, they targeting? They have an that? X-Carve. Um, they're targeting anyone interested in 3D printing or designing. It's, it's kind of like the new... Um, you know, the shop class that that maybe maybe you took in, in grade school, right? High, high this school, is, yeah. yeah for me, school. that was, it was what it was. So sure. this is like the digital class. The, the so this is, we fast-forwarded it 20, right. 30, 40 years, and this is this is the evolution of the metals shop. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, there's schools like Lane Tech that are also pioneering. My dad went yeah. there, yeah. And you should go back and check out their, their digital fabrication lab. Is it really high tech? It's awesome. I mean, is it really? They've got several laser cutters. You know, they've got an X car from Inventables. They've got a lot of 3D printers. Do you? Uh, I, li- I live about a mile and a half from do you? Lane Tech. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I can I can make an introduction to Jeff. I mean, he's he's leading up that class there. So okay. So so going back to the original question. So yeah. Um. So if if somebody is in you know Nebraska or Jackson, Michigan or California, and they're like, I need to start something like this in my community Mm -hmm. they find the makers in their community Uh, what what do you what happens next yeah so i mean i would suggest like creating a meetup group right and and getting really getting the community to work together and build it out and that's how our community started we had six founders and then all of a sudden it was 14 volunteers that were going to home depot with us and actually building the desks Okay. You know, we didn't, we didn't purchase anything. We were we were purchasing wood, plywood, two by fours, and actually making the desks. You know, in the space, and and that's what really gets the community exciting because they're they're involved. They feel part of part of this movement. Um, right. You need that passion. You need you to do. know oh that people God. are invested yeah. in that. You get a, yeah. that. They're going to be willing to do that work. Exactly. So well, they're, you get, they're, you get involved. they're involved. They're involved. Yeah. They've got they've got skin in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. They got they've got sweat and blood all over that place. You know what I mean? That that's very it, compelling. It becomes their own. It you becomes know? their own, absolutely. And that's important. You want you know a diverse. You want a lot of feedback that right. you know goes into building a. I mean, you're building a community. Is what you're building, right? Yeah, that's what it's all about. I mean, one of the things that we talk about on making chips is that it is about that community, and it's about elevating that community, helping each other to take it to the next level. Whether it's coming out with that next invention, or whether it's elevating somebody to become a machinist when they never had a job prospect, you know. And and I think that that's the great thing about the manufacturing industry is that mm-hmm. it can do that, and mm-hmm. it can do that like no other industry out there can. Yep. 
Well, I think that's it. I think yeah. that's that's all the questions I have for today. Um, Bill, it was fabulous to have you here. Yeah, yeah. Finally, we got Bill. you on the show. Yeah. I know we've been trying for a few months <laughs> here, and uh, with our schedules and yours, I know it's been tough. Yeah. But um, thank you so much, Jim oh, and Jason. Oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wish you continued success, and look forward to hearing about the the next big thing that's coming out. Next yeah, time. we'll check sure. back in with you. Are yeah. you going to be at IMTS? Uh, yes. Are you doing Good. anything big there for it? Um, no, I mean, I just love. Exp- I just, it's like walking around in a candy store. I know. Is what yeah. it is. It's I mean, why don't you get a big group of people and have yeah. like your entourage behind yeah. you of we'll like have a tour catalyzed bus. members. You we'll know. have a, a bus schedule. Yeah. To drive. People will be yeah. like, who are those guys with yeah. all the catalyzed shirts on, yeah. you know, walking around IMTS, you yeah. know? Do we something gotta, big. We got to bring some making chips yeah, t-shirts too. Yeah, we should do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah You better stop by our booth when we're broadcasting there live, man. Love to be there. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So thanks again. Appreciate it. So... It, you know, like I always say, it, it really is, Jason. It's it is all about the sense of community, and and that's why we do this, right? We're, we're doing it is just peer to peer sharing, share, bringing intelligent people like Bill on the show. Yeah, get everybody to you know to elevate themselves, to inspire ideas, to you know hone their leadership skills, whatever else that we can do. That's what I mean, that's what making chips is all about. And it was great to have Bill on and I, I hope that he can inspire somebody to, you know, maybe maybe start something like this up in their community or, you know, just reach out to Bill because, you know, they they somebody here in Chicago that wants to be a part of Catalyze. And I do have his uh, contact information. It's catalyzechicago.org. That's C A T A L Y Z E chicago.org. And uh, if you want to connect with Bill on LinkedIn. It's Bill, B-I-L-L, Fineup, F-I-E-N-U-P. Yeah, I mean, that that is one of the things that the, the great thing about Chicago is Chicago truly is, you know, at least in the United States, it really is the hub of manufacturing. I mean, like, this is where it gets this is done. It, man. This is where, you know, we have just such a concentration of manufacturing companies and bright minds. I mean, they, they're they in other parts of the country, too, but I feel like we're really in that location where, um, where we can make a huge impact. Yeah. It says it right on the Catalyze Chicago site about. Oh, it does. Uh, well, it, it it alludes to that about this is this Great. is where it all began. Yep. So this is it. I, I was a little inspired when I read that. But uh, anyway, uh, to all the metalworking nation out there, don't forget go to makingships.com to hear your the latest episode. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those social sites. Uh, don't forget to go makingships.com forward slash Ryan. Ryan is, he's waving in the background, I need a new laptop. So we've got that Patreon account set up. Just give him five bucks because Jason's really cheap. He won't, he won't give him any money for a new laptop. I am a little cheap. So um, with that, what does my dad always say? If you're not making chips. We're not making money. Bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. 